Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. The one that will inspire you to get into the Bible and help you understand it. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O devotion. I'm so excited you've tuned in for today's episode 158. It's okay to ask God to bless you. And this week, my intention is to help you believe that God wants to bless you. Yeah, you. Our inbox talk this week comes from Windsor. Shauna messaged me after last week's episode, Getting Back to Business, A Lesson in Second Chances, Part 4 of the Rebuilding Series, saying, Sherry, I love the podcast today. So good. Thank you for always sharing the Bible in practical ways. I'm thankful for you and your ministry. You have no idea. I've needed to hear what God is saying through you. Thank you for your encouragement, Shauna. Take time to download one of the Soul H2O journal pages to help you dive deep into the teaching segment, record the scripture mentioned during the show, and look up the verses later. Record what God speaks to you and let us know the impact to your heart. Journal pages can be downloaded from the show notes at soulh2o.com slash 158 with scripture graphics and anything else mentioned in the show linked to the notes. After the first music pick song, we'll dive into today's Soul H2O devotion. But for now, listen to Jump by Nona. Why do I ever die? Every time. I love the fall with leaves turning vibrant red, ominous orange and lemon yellow. There's a fresh scent in the air that can only be experienced not explained. It's a feast for the senses, a time of recalibration where we move from the long, lazy days of summer into the busy time of work, school agendas, and sports schedules. Fall is also the time we celebrate Thanksgiving. This week, friends in the U.S. just celebrated Thanksgiving. Us Canadians celebrate the same holiday in mid-October. Our countries both started celebrating this holiday for the same reasons, to thank God for his incredible blessings in harvesting food and taking us to new fruitful lands. God is so good that he loves to expand our borders and bring harvest times into our lives. We're wise when we celebrate these blessings. God's method is to increase. Just like he put harvest and increase into the DNA of every seed, he's placed the DNA of harvest and increase into your DNA. When I think of someone in the Bible who experienced great increase, I'm reminded of a man whose name is on one of my bookmarks. I received it as a gift from one of my friends, Karen Green, at a woman's retreat, and I've kept it for about two decades to help me remember one of the most powerful prayers the Bible records that brought about the expansion of borders to the most unlikely candidate for blessing. His story is in the book of First Chronicles that starts off with a long list of genealogies. Page after page, name after boring name is listed. By chapter 4, when you're about to fall asleep going through the repetitiveness of names, there's a little story that breaks the monotony of reading a family tree. 
These words, though short, spark your interest. These verses tell of an obscure guy whose name is only talked about in three verses of scripture, but his claim to fame is quite large, and there are even two New York Times best-selling books written all about him and the ridiculously powerful prayer he prayed. The prayer of Jabez was one of Bruce Wilkinson's and Charles Spurgeon's best-selling books. Both books are based on 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9-10. to I'm going to read it for you from the English Standard Version. It says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Jabez called upon the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. Now, the NIV says, enlarge my territory. The New Living Translation says, expand my territory. And the CSB says, extend my border. Jabez asked God for more, lots more. I want Jabez-sized faith, faith to ask for more, not because I want stuff. And if you're only asking for stuff and things that are related to money, I think you don't know the heart of our God. Many of the border expansion plans God has brought into my life haven't been monetarily based, but I do believe always increase my border of influence to be able to impact more with the good news that God's plans for your life are good. I want to clarify to the financially focused believers that God cares more about your character and his mission to reach this world than your bank account balance. I also want to clarify to people on the far opposite side of financially focused, those poverty thinking, martyr mindset Christians, that there's nothing wrong if God chooses to expand your borders monetarily, as long as money is not your focus, because then it becomes your God with a really little G. Historians say that Abraham, one of God's key players in the Bible, would have been a Bill Gates equivalent for his time. Many of the people in the Bible were wealthy. I mean, really wealthy. But just as many were poor in the Bible, in the financial sense, but experienced a wealth of adventure in fulfilling God's purposes for their lives. I hope this helps get people out of the ditch of unhealthy financial thinking, or this message could be heard through a filter I'm not trying to teach. I just think it's crazy how for thousands of years after Jabez's life, we're still praying the prayer of Jabez and seeing God do the same for us as he did back then. If your Bible has footnotes, you can see the note on verse 9 that explains how the name Jabez sounds like his mom used the Hebrew word for pain as his name. How horrible is that? Everywhere he went, people spoke pain over his life. For most people, this would set their destiny, but not for Jabez. The New Living Translation Study Bible comments on Jabez and says, Although his name was a curse, he was more honorable than any of his brothers, and his prayer changed the outcome of his life. Jabez's prayer was a counteractive move to the words spoken over him in his childhood. He refused the label of brokenness, and I hope you do too. I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not
Have you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes at Joy Radio? Well, the wait is over. I'm Holly Taylor of Good Company. And I'm James Curtis of The Drive. Subscribe to our Joy newsletter, Living Joyfully. And on the second Tuesday of each month, you'll gain exclusive access to powerful testimonials from fellow listeners, inspiring news, opportunities to serve, and much more. Staying connected to Joy Radio has never been easier. Subscribe at joyradio.ca and become a joyful insider. Joy Radio, wherever you are. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Jabez knew the character of God was loving, kind, and good. He knew God's pattern of blessing his people in abundance because Jewish people are good at passing down their faith. I know this and you can too, because the Hebrew word Jabez used in his prayer is the very word God used in the first days of creation to pronounce his way of blessing. The word Rabbah is used 230 times in the Old Testament to reveal God's method of multiplication. There's at least 27 times it's used in exactly the same way. The words used to translate Rabbi into English are multiply, expand, increase greatly, great, greatly multiply, exceedingly, abundance. The first time God spoke his Rabbi blessing of multiplication was right at the beginning of time. On the fifth day of creation, in Genesis 1, verses 21 to 22, it tells how God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about on it, according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. God just didn't set the precedence of wanting more for his creation with saying it just once. No, he repeated his Rabbah blessing for expansion, multiplication, and increase twice over those first sea creatures and birds. And God doesn't waste words. When God repeats himself, it's to emphasize his intentions. God intends to bless. God intends to expand, increase, and exceedingly multiply his creation. The next use of this Rabbah blessing is just a few verses away when God created people. The Bible records how on the sixth day of creation, God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. God blessed them to multiply and all that he gave them to multiply. 
The next two times rabbah is used is a negative sense. In Genesis 3, as a result of sin, God pronounces multiplied struggles in producing a harvest and multiplied pain in childbirth. In Genesis 7, as a result of the multitude of sin in the world's inhabitants, Scripture records the waters increasing to the level of overflowing and bringing the great flood onto the earth. Sadly, our disobedience multiplies pain into our lives. I think Jabez recognized this truth as he prayed that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. It's amazing to know when Noah, his family, and all the creatures came off the ark, how God pronounced the same Rabbah blessing of abundant increase over them. Then in Genesis 17, we hear of God's Rabbah blessing again to expand Abraham's borders. It says, now when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Abraham fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you will be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For you, I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful and I will make nations out of you and kings will come forth from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. God doesn't think small. He envisions growth, expansion, and that it would happen exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or imagine. Don't think small, live large. Gideon is a great example of someone who thought small, but God thought big for him. In Judges 6 and 7, it tells that when Gideon was living, the power of Midian was so impressive to the Israelites that they prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts and caves and strongholds. Talk about living small. Scripture says that whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and other Eastern peoples invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents like swarms of locusts. It was impossible to count them on their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it. Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. And because they did, the angel of the Lord came and sat down under an oak tree in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abizarite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all of this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that you and our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us to the hand of Midian. 
I guess Gideon hadn't read Judges 6 verse 1 that tells how the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and that that's why for the past seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I'm the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you. God brought victory as he caused the enemy to turn on themselves. The Israelites watched God expand their borders and set them free. They expanded their land as far as Beth Barah. God wanted Gideon to stop thinking small and start living large. God wanted the Israelites to stop hiding in caves and start conquering their enemies to pave the way for expanding their borders. God wants to do the same with you. Letting God expand your borders will require you to change your small thinking and take steps to live large. God's method of multiplication is not for you to line your pockets. God blesses you to be a blessing. God always wants to do something in you and then as a result, do something through you. So here's my challenge for you to walk out in light of all the scripture that we've just gone through. When God begins to pour out a blessing, don't think small. Don't fear it will end and become a hoarder. God has infinite resources and infinite plans. He has infinite connections and infinite knowledge. Receive freely and give freely. Don't become a reservoir, but a river. Let whatever God blesses you with become a refreshing for others. Take stock of what you already have and use it to bless someone else. You'll be expanding your borders and making yourself ready for the new increase God has planned for your life. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 158. It's okay to ask God to bless you. Make sure to check out the show notes for scripture graphics and links to anything mentioned on the show at soulh2o.com slash 158. Until next week, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.